produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a streaming freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo. Now, I still haven't done the uh, the poll yet. So this week we're going to be the Dashing Duo. It is Derek <laughs> and Mike. Hey, have you found the right Tauntaun to sleep in yet? Not yet. Still looking. I will say that they really do smell bad on the outside. <laughs> well then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess get right into it. If you haven't seen Steven over on Roco Depot on Twitter, he bought a Wookiee radio hat. That looks great. I don't even have one of our hats yet. I want one. After seeing that, looks awesome. How you get to the to the, our store to get that? Go to the website webegeeks.net, right hand columns, the picture that has the rotating pictures, images in it. That takes you to our store. I also support all our other affiliates as well, helping uh, supporting them help support us. Plus, with with our store, get some great Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookie Radio swag, and uh, hopefully soon some Keepers of the Fringe swag on there too. Perhaps. Gotta got get there eventually. So, <laughs> um, other than that, I don't remember if I asked, so I will ask again if I did. If I didn't, it'll be for the first time. How's it going? Uh, not bad. Finally starting to thaw out a little. Oh, let's don't talk about the crazy weather. It's supposed to be like 80, in the 80s down here on Wednesday. I don't know. We're supposed to get into like the 50s on, on Tuesday. And it was just in the negatives yesterday. Yeah. It's insane. Insane. So, um, well, I'm hoping this time next week, or when we record next week, I will be able to talk about uh, my Marvel Goods crate that I got, that I'm getting from Loot Crate. So, ooh. Ooh, it's shield themed. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. I think we need to start doing that, too, talking about uh, any subscription boxes we pick up. Sure. So, a um, little bit of bad news. Dick, uh, I want to make sure I get through. Dick Miller passed away this past week. Uh, actually, a couple of days ago at time of recording. Uh, passed away at the age of 90. Uh, he began his movie career in 1956. When iconic filmmaker Roger Corman, you know, the guy who did the Fantastic Four movie that should have been released, mm-hmm. um, hopefully Disney will do right and actually release it straight to DVD or, or straight to disc. That would be awesome. So that's, if you don't know what, what I'm talking about, go check out the Mighty Marvel Geeks episodes 234, I think it is, where we had the cast and director of Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. Um 
but he uh dick miller was in roger corman's it conquered the world and um he would also appear in many more movies um that were corman films i didn't know little shop of horrors was a corman film originally mm -hmm. i don't know about a rich but um i know that okay I know with, you know, Corman's still alive, too. That's a man I would love to get, get oh, on the yeah. show. I know he did the 1986 musical version. Um, he did Death Race 2. Wow. And he has, I mean, his list is incredible. I mean, Corman goes way back. I mean, well, obviously, 56, but with Dick Miller. Uh, he was producer on The Little Shopper Horrors back in 1960, the 60 version, which I believe has Jack Nicholas in it. I remember right. I'm not sure on that one. I'll have to take your word for it. Not Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholson is in it. <laughs> so, are you sure Jack Nicholas? Yeah, Jack Nicholas is a golfer. Sorry. <laughs> yes. No. Um. So yeah, you know, doing including the Little Shop of Horrors. Um. It was Corman who first cast Miller as the character named Walter Paisley for a movie called A Bucket of Blood. Um. Miller would also use that same character name when he appeared in many other movies from various directors over the course of his career. Hollywood Boulevard, The Howling, The Twilight Zone, the movie are a few other titles to have had Miller playing Walter Paisley. Ultimately, Miller's final role in the upcoming horror film Hanukkah has him playing the character one last time, but this time as a rabbi. I don't know if I'm ready to see that film. Mm -hmm. um, of course, some of his most memorable roles came in Gremlins as the kindly neighbor Murray Futterman uh, and was the first to warn yeah. Billy of the potential dangers of Gremlins. Um, in the film, Murray gets his home destroyed by the troublemaking creatures resulting in the death of him and his wife. However, both would return later in the sequel, Gremlins 2, The New Batch, giving uh, giving Dick Miller the chance to steal the show as he always does. Yeah. Um, as much as there was love for Walter Paisley, there was just as much love for Murray Futterman with the fans. Uh, he could also be seen in other well-known other well-known movies such as The Burbs, Small Soldiers, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Um, I am I loved small. I loved The Burbs and Small Soldiers. Isn't The Burbs the yeah, one? Uh, isn't The Burbs the one where the neighbors are the serial killers? Yep. Okay, so I had it's one of my one. wife's all-time. It's a great film. Yes, sir. Um, he also had a very memorable role playing the gun shop owner um, in James Cameron's The Terminator. Um, so it didn't matter the size of the role, but Miller always shined brightly in the role that he played. So he was very well known for what he did. I mean, he, he stood out when you saw him. So. Um, but on the positive side, in May, May 16th through 19th, in my hometown, or my current hometown of Orlando, Florida, Megacon Orlando, owned by Fan Expo, has managed to do something that's been a long time in the making. There will be a Back to the Future reunion with Michael J. Fox, Christopher mm. Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Tom Wilson, and James Tolkien. And they will be featured in events and special presentations, autograph signings, and professional photo op with the entire cast throughout multiple days of the convention. Interesting. Yep, Leia Thompson, I want on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Gotta get the Queen of Marvel on there. <laughs> um, so, these special events are offered for a special cost. 
I'm afraid to see what these prices are. Um, ticket pricing. That, I can imagine. Well, the ticket pricing for this is ranging from $20 for a special presentation general admission ticket to $1,099 for a backstage pass package. Other stars attending Ooh. are Jason Momoa, Sean Astin, Mark Shepard, and David Harper. Uh, so I am now I am now going to... This is insane. It really is. Um, I am going to their page. Michael J. Fox is going to be there Friday and Saturday. Mm. Christopher Lloyd is there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Leah Thompson, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tom Wilson, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. James Tolkien, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, okay, Leah Thompson. Okay, okay this, this is not bad. If I thought it would help me get her on the shows, I would. Autograph price is sixty bucks for Leah Thompson. Hmm. Photo op, not too bad. Photo op is seventy dollars. A little pricey, but I've seen worse. Well, let's go, Michael J. Fox, shall we? Prices subject to change. There are no pricing for him at the moment. Christopher Lloyd, <laughs> autograph price eighty dollars. Photo op ninety dollars. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Mike Coulter is going to be there as well. Wow. Uh, let's see what his pricing is. 50 and 55. 50 for the autograph, 55 for photo. Hmm. If I was to do it, it'd be Leah Thompson's the one that I'd be showing money out for. Mm. Tom Wilson's about the same price. Uh, so, okay, wait. Tickets. There we go. Special event tickets. Meet Michael J. Fox. These tickets are Friday, Saturday. Uh, this package includes professional photo op on Saturday, authentic autograph pre-signed by Michael J. Fox, and silver ticket to an evening with the cast of Back to the Future on Friday. $349. That is the Michael J. Fox experience. The ultimate Michael J. Fox experience is $499. And that gives you the, the photo op, a gold ticket to the evening with the cast, and a one guaranteed in-person autograph by Michael J. Fox on any sized item. Huh. So I take my daughter and go, will you sign across her back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Michael J. Fox photo ops, his photo, just him, $149. The full cast is $425. Autograph, standard item, $175. Oversized, that's any flat item up to 11 by 17. Um any oversized item, which is any item larger than 11 by 17, including posters, toys, props, and any other non-flat item, $225. Mm. But we're talking Michael J. Fox, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's worth it? Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Four-day four pass for MegaCon is 99 bucks. Hmm. Uh, for a four-day pass, that's not bad, actually. Yeah, four-day premium is one hundred and thirty-nine. Hmm. Which, if I would pay the extra ten bucks or the extra forty bucks if I had to for it. Oh yeah, It'd be worth it. So, but I don't know. Con is kind of kind of changed things. Now it's not the same really? show. Not, I've heard a lot of issues. Mm. I mean, eventually I'll get back. But the problem is, it's, it's when they schedule it. At least this year, it's not memorial. It's not Memorial Day weekend. So, but <laughs> so yeah. But now we could definitely hit a lot of DC news. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's start off with uh, uh, 
a little birds of prey because we got a little bit of a teaser trailer <laughs> and it's literally it's kind of like the ghostbusters trailer um it's only 20 seconds long and it's basically a shot of all the characters right so um still it was interesting so of course the full title of the film is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Um, I think they're going to need a shorter and, title. Right. Uh, and it is directed by Kathy Hahn uh, from a script written by Christina Hodson. And production is scheduled to begin this month, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's actually becoming a reality finally. Um, and Christina Hodson was talking to comicbook.com last year, and she said, it's always fun introducing audiences to a new character. Uh, it's great doing a deep dive into all the different characters, doing my research on the characters collectively, uh, but also individually and getting to know them a bit more and then feeling free to go off leash a little bit and do something new and different and bring them to the screen in a way that felt right alongside Harley. And, of course, the cast and characters that we see in the trailer are, naturally, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Uh, interesting yeah. one. We get Ewan. Well, I'll tell you what I like about that, too. She's not heavily tatted up like she was in yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. And, and the hearts that we see on the cheeks could very easily be makeup. Right. Not tats. Or at least that's what I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, then we have Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. Which is, I like, that's interesting. I like, of course, I like Ewan McGregor. Yeah. And I like Black Mask. Although it doesn't show him wearing the mask. No. In this picture. Uh, next, we have Journey Smollett-Bell as Black Canary, who I'm not familiar with, but looks interesting. Then we have Mary Elizabeth Winstead as a Huntress. Uh, this I like. Chris Chris Messina as Victor Saz. I like that he's in the movie. That's yep. cool. Uh, Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya yeah, might not have been I don't know might not have been my first choice but not too bad uh, Ella J Basco as Cassandra Kane interesting that they have her in the movie although I'm not familiar with this actress and uh, that's the, everybody that we see in the trailer tell you a name so it's pretty interesting tell you a name that's missing I didn't hear you say Oracle Oracle yeah, yeah she does not appear to be no Oracle, no Batgirl, no Barbara, nothing. Yeah, because who who would they have? Which way would you go with Batgirl for this one? Um, uh, that's a tough call. I would I would go with the one uh, the one Batgirl that was introduced shortly after Barbara becomes Oracle and is wheelchair bound, and that's your that's your your deaf Batgirl. Oh right, yeah. I would go with her. To be honest with you, I would go with her. Well, actually. But remember, too, in the TV series, they didn't have Batgirl there either. No. It was Huntress and Canary, and it took them forever to get to Harley being Harley. They didn't have uh, they didn't have Oracle uh, in the series. Yeah, it was the uh, same gal who played Rico's girlfriend, final girlfriend in Starship Troopers that gets killed. Right. It's been so long since I've seen that show. And um, actually, now that you mention it, I just double checked on it. And the uh, character being played by Ella J. Basco, Cassandra Kane, that is the Batgirl you were just talking about. 
Excellent. So it currently goes by the name Orphan. Ah, so we are potentially getting the, the Batgirl that I'm looking for. See what I did there? Possibly. We could possibly. Mm. Or, at least, or at least maybe by the end of the series or end of the movie, yeah. she, becomes, she transforms. Maybe. I don't know. I suppose it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Sorry. Old cartoon reference there. Yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's still it's still early to tell one way or another which way how going. this is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of cool. I'm kind of interested that they're doing a Birds of Prey movie. I don't know about the Harley Quinn aspect of it. It seems more like it's going to be a Harley Quinn movie than a Birds of Prey movie, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I mean, she was one of the better parts of Suicide Squad, so Yeah. I just didn't like her appearance with all the tattoos. Yeah, no. So I'm liking this look with her instead. Yeah. So, well, speaking of the Batverse, uh, well, we know Affleck's going to be replaced as Batman. Um, of course, names that are being mentioned. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. That's a joke. Uh, That's a joke, son. You missed it. I missed it. Sorry. I'll try not to next time. Um, so... People who could replace them, Army Hammer, Riz Ahmed, no, Dakari Montgomery, uh, Tyler, no Tyler Ho- Hochland, hmm. Ryan Guzman, Michael B. Jordan, hmm. Ben Barnes, Zach McGowan, uh, Tom Harper, and Jamie Dornan. But I want to know, uh, honorable mention is Mustafa Shakir. Shakir. But if they're going to go older, if they're going to potentially go older, older Batman, bring back Michael Keaton. And I say that because mm. the fans are wanting, and I will, I will add myself to this. Fans are wanting a Batman Beyond movie. Would love to have it as live action. And there's five actors that are best suited for old man Wayne for a live action Batman Batman Beyond movie. And they are, in no particular order, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton. <laughs> but instead, Warner Brothers, looking at the hit of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, DC and Warner Brothers is possibly looking into taking Batman Beyond animated or animated theatrical release. So, what, are you just going to keep copying Marvel? Well, technically, that's not Marvel. That's um, Sony. Sony, but um, but to me, animated is not the way I want Batman Beyond. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean the artwork looks okay. I kind of like the look of the new costume. Um, but uh, Kevin Smith has been clamoring for a Batman Beyond movie for some time, which I think is why he's changed his show, Batman on Batman, to Batman Beyond. I think it's what it's called now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But, um, but he has made waves recently suggesting a live-action version with Michael Keaton returning to reprise the role, which is why I say if you bring a Batman back... In the current stuff as well, bring in Michael Keaton. And if you're going to continue with the concept of Dark Knight Returns, Batman, make Keaton that Batman. Mm. I I personally, I think that's the direction you need to go. I really enjoyed I Keaton's Batman. He was all right. I didn't, I don't really see him as the Batman Returns Batman, though. Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, Dark Knight, excuse me. 
True, but I think he's perfect, though, for Batman Beyond. And to quote Kevin Smith, could you imagine? Oh, my God, that movie makes a billion right there, man. Um, If you're like Michael Keaton's coming back, people, like, how is that possible? And you're like, because he's Batman Beyond... Uh, he's Batman Beyond explicitive. And people are, oh, F, we wanted this movie our whole lives. This is an effing good, this is effing good, and I'm down with this. When can we go? And if that's the case, give it to Kevin Smith, do. Just let, if he's got a picture of how it needs to be done, especially with Keaton, give it to him. If not, give it to the director who did Bumblebee and let him do. I still haven't seen Bumblebee. Let him do Batman Beyond, especially with all the praise we've been hearing about Bumblebee. So I will say if if you don't bring in Michael Keaton, I think you're going to have a lot of fans who are going to commit sort of a DC suicide and just not go with DC anymore. <laughs> you like that segue? <laughs> okay, it wasn't one of my greatest. Yeah, it worked. Well, speaking of, we now know when the next Suicide Squad film will be hitting theaters. Yay. Yay. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Warner Brothers recently announced a bunch of films coming out, including a few of the DC Extended Universe films. And, of course, among them was a Suicide Squad sequel, which is uh, reportedly going to be titled The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it is expected to make its debut on August 6th of 2021. Wow. Now, yes. Um, of course, the sequel has gone through a lot of different changes and evolutions uh, since the original movie came out in 2016. Wow. Yep. That's a big break between movies. Uh, David Ayer, who did the first movie, was uh, was expected to return, but decided instead to focus on Gotham, a Gotham City Siren spinoff. Uh, then we had Gavin O'Connor, who came in to direct and co-write the project, with Gotham Gotham's Todd Stashwick co-writing, and production was expected to begin in the fall of 2018, but was allegedly delayed because the script seemed to have too many similarities to the currently filming Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> so... Don't know what you're talking about. So then comes uh, somebody who had a... Uh, couple of big hits in the Marvel Universe. Uh, Mr. James Gunn, who was let go from Disney a few months ago, uh, as, you know, if you recall that whole fiasco that I'm not going to get into. Um, so he's he's uh, he's being he's going to be writing the movie, but it's still unclear at this point who will direct the film or who will be in the film who might be coming back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so this is good news for anybody who actually was a fan of the first film, which, you know, hey, good for you, I guess. Uh, because I mean, it was OK. Nah, I like the beginning of it. I, I love the origin nah, stories for it. I mean, I thought that was over well, like Deadshot was really good. Yeah, I didn't like that. My my big problem with it was they didn't know how to end the film. I think we've talked about this before. It's one of those, oh, we're going to end the film. Wait, no, we're going to keep going. Oh, wait, no, we're going to end the film. No, wait, we're going to keep going. Oh, wait, we're going to end the film. Wait, 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 no. Yeah, we're going to end the film. I have a whole list of problems for that movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I, I'm not hating on it heavy, like Batman versus Superman, or, or sorry, Batman hearts Superman, the Yana Justice, or mm. the Justice flop. Mm. Um, but I will actually sit down. It had some. Split. I will watch. I will stop and watch it if there's nothing else on. I won't. <laughs> If the other films I mentioned I are no on, desire. I keep going. I have no desire to ever watch it again. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so as I was saying, um, so fans of the movie would probably be pleased because this is this is the first concrete information that the film has had in several months. Yep. So uh, there you go, kids. We have an actual release date. Can you hold off till August 6, 2021? I know I sure can. I think so. <laughs> I, I'm kind of hoping that uh, they'll be, with Gunn at the helm, it'll be a much better film. Th- that's what I was just going to say, yeah. I'm hoping that he can at least do, make it a better movie. And who knows, maybe he'll end up directing it, but... That's my hope, anyway. Yeah. At least he'll have you know, he'll have something to do with it, so it should at least be better. Hopefully, as long as he don't muck with his his script much. Yeah. yeah hopefully they won't. But we're talking DC. And worse, Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, to continue on, how about uh, you, you said Suicide Squad was twenty twenty one. Joining it will be DC Super Pets. It's coming. 2021. Whoa. 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 I can't do a Joey Lawrence White, right? Whoa. Whoa. I think that's a drop I need to find. Go <laughs> find Joey Lawrence saying, whoa. Uh, my desk is a mess over here. Um, the schedule is it's scheduled to hit theaters May 21st, 2021. Uh, it was first talked about in the summer of 2018. What's that? I said before the Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it got lost in the shuffle because of the Batman and Suicide Squad 2 slash reboot, maybe. Because <laughs> I'm hearing those rumors, too, about Suicide Squad. Is the Suicide Squad a reboot? Yes, that is, uh, and no, that is the going rumor. And no Jared Leto. Yay. Yes. That uh, alone will make better. And if they keep the look of Harley with Margot Robbie as they are with Birds of Prey and no tats, mm. I'd be happy as well. Doesn't mean she can't have a yeah. tattoo of a baby unicorn underneath her little short shorts, but she's she's traditionally not a she's not a character with tattoo with visible tattoos. Uh-huh. I know you, you want to see that baby unicorn now. I can it. <laughs> Um, now, DC Super Pets consists of a group of animals, including Ace the Bat Hound, Crypto the Super Dog, Streaky the Super Cat. Of course, they all got their start in 1962 when they appeared in Adventure Comics 293 and have even had their own series of shorts on Cartoon Network. Once they had even their own cartoon. Well, no, they appeared in Crypto the Super Dog cartoon when that was out. Right, yeah. Um, but now, Warner Brothers is taking the pets to the big screen though nothing else about the project has been revealed it will more likely be animated but that has also yet to be announced it could be a live action cgi hybrid sort of like john favreau's lion king and uh jungle book interesting if they were to do it that way they should have picked favreau to do it but instead uh they're going with directors jared stern and sam levine and of course it's being produced by patty hicks so yeah interesting yep 
But yet, there's even more interesting news from DC. I would, yes, yes, there is. Uh, but before I get that, I will just say I'm surprised they're not going to try to do like a, a new cartoon series with the Super Pets. I could see that happening. Perhaps, cool. perhaps on the dis on the uh, yes, perhaps. Go ahead. Perhaps on the CW network. Oh, CW Seed, yeah, on their yeah. app. Oh, there you go. Or, um, or even and, dare I say, DC streaming. Yeah, probably. Um, speaking of the CW, <laughs> um, it looks like they they've already started handing out early renewals to ten of their prime time series for the 2019 to 2020 season. And that includes all five of its DC superhero series. Um, according to an announcement from network president Mark Pedowitz at the Television Critics Association press tour in Pasadena, California. So those renewals will include season eight for Arrow, season five for Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow, season six for The Flash, and season three for Black Lightning. So there you go, kids. All of the Arrowverse shows and Black Lightning will be coming back for new seasons. <laughs> yeah. Although, I got to admit, if I'm being honest, I've kind of dropped off of Black Lightning a little. I really never got started with Black Lightning. Mm. I started it. The shows, I liked it. The show's built up in my DVR before I had a chance to really sit down and watch. Mm. And I just didn't get there. I liked the first season. And eh, I don't know. I just kind of lost interest in the second season. I have dropped off of Arrow. But yet. Have you? Yeah, but there was a I show. There's a show titled that, or episode titled that caught my interest that I want to see. It's the Longbow Hunters. Like, all right, it's it's just one episode. Yeah, it's like it's it's called it's Longbow Hunter or Long, Longbow Hunters. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. um, I think they could have done a whole story arc. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, but I I do have the Elseworlds and the uh, Crisis story arcs to watch across everything uh legends i'm waiting for it to come back but i'm, I'm up to speed with it um supergirl i kind of I, dropped I'm off kind of on. Enjoying this, yeah i'm kind of enjoying this season of legends but i don't know if it's because more because they have constantine or Constantine's i don't know if i'd be enjoying it without him Constantine's a great add-on. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I'm also willing to go. I'm liking the fact, too, that they're, even though it's part of the Arrowverse, they're not delving back into the other shows. They're letting it have its own yeah. life. Yeah, I kind of like that. I mean, they still occasionally mention, like, they'll mention one of the other characters on one of the other shows or something, but just yeah. a brief mention. They don't, I don't mind the, the references. Right, yeah. But um, beyond that, like, yeah, I, I don't want, I, I, I'm okay that they weren't part of Crisis, or, or not part of Crisis, part of uh, Elseworlds. I was kind of bummed, but it also made sense, so. Yeah. Um, but I'm also digging to the whole uh, super, I mean, I'm, I'm still kind of sticking with Flash, but right, yeah. it, it's almost getting ready to hit the same same fate as the others yeah i agree yeah um and, and i think part of it for me is they've just gone um they're they're over they're overstretching a story arc i mean kind of look at yeah right. kind of look at how long um paradox went right yeah so um so yeah well, other news. This is great news because I've been wait I've personally been waiting for this. I don't know about you because we really haven't talked much about it. Um, but yeah, 
the the 30th anniversary of Willow has happened, and Man, it's out 30 on, years. Yeah, and it's out on Blu-ray. Yay! Um, according to Warwick Davis, uh, forget all you know or think you know for the first time ever to mark the film's 30th anniversary. Willow is out today to download on digital platforms. There's also a new Blu-ray complete with new title artwork. Lovely, Davis wrote. He also shared some awesome throwback photos featuring his co-stars and director Ron Howard, as well as Star Wars creator George Lucas. Mm -hmm. Um... Of course, he goes to celebrate the 30th anniversary. Here's a photo taken at the Cannes Film Festival in 1988 with myself, Val Kilmer, Ron Howard, and Joanne Wally. So, uh, although Davis's first role was an Ewok named Wicket, uh, his his role in Willow made him a huge star, and the film ensured Davis will continue working with Lucas and several other projects in the future, and then ended up getting even more projects. Yes, indeed. Um, personally, I would love to see not a remake, but a, a sequel, but kind of reboot to Time Bandits with, with Warwick Davis. I love Time Bandits. Time Bandits, great film. One of my favorite Terry Gillum films. Yeah. I also love Adventures of Baron Munchausen as well. Yeah, that was a good one too. That was great. I want to see his. I want to see his Don Quixote film. Yeah. That just. Yeah. Well, maybe if we do some bouncing around, maybe some shrooms, we might be able to get to see it. (laughs) (laughs) You like that one, huh? Okay, I am not. I am not condoning ta- taking actual shrooms. That's bad. No, but, I bet actually it's um, it's actually related to our next story, which <laughs> may sound weird until I, <laughs> until I actually mention it <laughs> and mention the fact that uh, a while ago it was announced that there would be a Super Mario Brothers animated movie coming. Uh, the movie is going to be done by Illumination Entertainment. And looks like it might be re- might be coming out somewhere around 2022. Uh, now we found that news out uh, via Nintendo's latest financial results, uh, where apparently on page 16 of the briefing, Nintendo noted that the development of an animated film based on Super Mario Brothers with Illumination is moving along for an anticipated theatrical release around 2022. That's a little vague. Uh, around 2022, I mean, that means you got the whole year there, and it's around 2022, so it doesn't even necessarily have to be 2022. But um, looks like we have a, a couple of years to wait at least. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there ha- Nintendo didn't uh, let out any other further details about the project, uh, and it might be a while before we actually start hearing any actual details. Now, if you're not aware of, of Illumination Entertainment, they are an American film and animation studio founded by Chris Melodondry in 2007, and they are owned by Universal Pictures. Uh, the studio is best known for the Despicable Me franchise, uh, which I enjoyed, um, as well as Sing, which I have no urge to see, and The Secret Life of Pets, which I have not seen. Uh, it has three movies in the 50 highest grossing films ever, and six films in the 50 highest grossing animated films of all time, 
with minions at third specifically. So, okay. uh, so you know, they're they're pretty. Uh, they've done some good stuff. Uh, so they're pretty talented. So it looks like uh, hopefully they can do a pretty good job with Mario, and uh, maybe we'll actually have for once an actual good video game movie, because there haven't really been too many. Uh, which Chris and Chris uh, and I discussed on our Keepers of the Fringe podcast a while uh, recently. I think the last episode we were yeah. talking about video game movies, and we could not come up with a single one that was actually really good. Wait, video game movies. Uh, mm-hmm. what did you, I haven't gotten that far. So what did you mention? Spoil your episode for me. Well, of course, you know, we mentioned the Tomb Raider movies, right? Uh, which we haven't seen. Neither of us has seen the latest one. I haven't seen it. Uh, reboot. So, but I've heard it was just, eh. um, you know, we talked about the original live action Super Mario Brothers film, which was, it was okay. It was not okay. <laughs> it was bad. Okay. Uh, it, you know, wasn't, we, it wasn't as good as Howard the Duck. This is true. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, we talked about the Street Fighter movie. Uh, that was candy, the ori- but cool. The original Mortal Kombat, which actually wasn't bad. Oh, the sequel it wasn't like a great sucked. Movie. The sequel was horrible, yes. We did mention that. And I can't remember what else we might have mentioned. Yeah, but you, but yeah. But you know, the Street Fighter, Jean Claude Van Damme, Raul Julia as as Bison. Yeah. Cammy was hot. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> um, that's true. See other video game movies. Wing Commander. Oh, I never saw that one. Uh, with Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prince Jr. Not a big Matthew Lillard fan. I I enjoyed Wing Commander. It it kind of fit in a that Star Wars niche when there was no Star Wars. Hmm. Um, what about Need for Speed? I've heard that one was not was not bad, but I never saw it. Uh, I'm just trying to go through different video games, see what's been what's been released. Um, Prince of Persia. That one, Chris said he actually liked. I've never seen it. It wasn't bad. I mean, it's enjoyable, but I mean, hmm. I. I I'm not gonna flip head over heels for it. Um, uh, um, shoot, I can't. Okay, I'd be missing something. Okay, now it makes me want to look up video games. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I will just continue on with this little bit here. Uh, one interesting thing about this Mario movie is that uh, Illumination Studios is uh, Entertainment. Excuse me, is um, trying to is actually working with the creator of of Mario uh, Shigeru Miyamoto um, very closely, which is a good thing. And they said we are keeping him front and center in the creation of this film. Okay, uh, I've rarely seen that happen with any adaptation where the original creative voice is being embraced like we're embracing Miyamoto. There's a history in Hollywood of people believing that they know better, that's for sure, than the people responsible for a property. I've made that mistake before. So that's at least one bit of good news. Yeah. Well, here are here's the list of live action video game movies that have come out. Super oh Mario my. Brothers. <laughs> Double Dragon. Ooh. Yeah. Street Fighter. Mm. And I've actually got the, according to Wikipedia, I don't know how current these Rotten Tomato scores are. Um, I've got the Rotten Tomato scores. So if you want to hear what the score is, let me know. Stop me. Um, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Ugh. 3% Rotten Tomato. Oof. <laughs> Wing Commander. <laughs> yeah. 
Wing Commander, mm-hmm. Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, Resident mm-hmm. Evil. Oh, right. Which turned into uh, a huge right. yeah, franchise. Yeah, we did talk about that one. Uh, I've Laura, only seen the first one. Uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. I, I've seen, like, Resident Evil, and I've seen, like, the final two. That's about it. I haven't seen the ones in between. Oh, you missed a whole chunk in between there. Yeah. Uh, House of the Dead, <laughs> which only has 3%. Yeah, I didn't uh, see that one. Resident Evil Apocalypse, Alone mm. in the Dark, Rotten Tomato Rating, one percent. Oof. There is actually we have listed three films that are worse than the twenty fifteen Fantastic Flop. <laughs> um how did, how do we forget this one? Doom. All right. I didn't see it. Uh Blood Rain. Oh we we did mention that one, yes. What Blood Rain or Doom? Blood Rain. Silent okay. Hill. Oh, that's right, yeah. DOA, Dead Dead or Alive. Postal. Huh. Postal. Yep. Huh. Uh Resident Evil Extinction. Hitman. Oh right. I didn't see that one. I love that game though. Yeah, the game's good, but I've never I haven't seen the movie. In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege Tale. Okay. Far Cry. They did a movie on that? Yep. Two thousand eight. Huh. It's an English language German action film. Wow. Uh, Max Payne. Oh right. Another great game. <laughs> Uh, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tekken. They did a Tekken movie? Yep. Huh. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Right. Resident Evil Afterlife. Resident Evil Evil Retribution. Uh, Silent Hill Revelation. Need for Speed. Hmm. Hitman, Agent 47. Hmm. Warcraft. All All right. I haven't seen Warcraft yet. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I saw that one. That was not good. Resident Evil, The Final Chapter. Resident Evil, the final, final chapter. Uh, the, <laughs> after seeing Resident Evil, I saw Afterlife and Retribution. I haven't seen Final Chapter or Extinction or Apocalypse. Uh-huh. I know. Uh, Tomb Raider, Rampage. Oh, right. Yeah, which I is... I haven't seen that one. Which is not what it should be. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. Right, but that hasn't come out yet, so... Nope. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. And... That one... And Monster Hunter, huh. which, will ha- Monster. which will have Mila jo- Jovovich in it. Huh. So okay. that's going to turn into a whole new franchise there. Mm, so yeah. that's the live actions. I'm not getting into the... the uh, Large of, amount of animated? Actually, internationally animated, there's not that many. No kidding. Pokemon, the first huh. movie. Pokemon, the movie 2000. Pokemon 3, the movie. Pokemon Forever. Final Fantasy, <laughs> The Spirits Within. Pokemon oh, Heroes. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. The Angry Birds movie. Kingsglaive, Final Fantasy 15. Pokemon the movie, I Choose You. Pokemon the movie, The Power of Us. Angry Birds 2, the Super Mario film we just talked about. Minecraft and Dragon's Lair, the movie. Huh, no kidding. Now, the Japanese anime movies, there's a lot longer list. China, and then the TV movies, and then direct-to-video. Yeah. Right. Which apparently for direct video, there's going to be a new Doom film. <laughs> direct video, huh? Yep. So, yep, that's where we're at with that. But how about this for Christmas? It'd be excellent, man. <laughs> you, we will have wild stallions, man. <laughs> this is it. Excellent. <laughs> um, Bill and Ted movie. I think it's just being, uh, it's called Bill and Ted Face the Music. It's going to be released in time for Christmas 2019. The potential release date was revealed by filmmaker Steven Soderbergh, who is executive producing the long-awaited threequel. 
So um, be interesting. He is saying that the the Bill and Ted face of music is hilarious, and we may see this film sooner than we think. Um, Soderbergh also speculated Bill and Ted face of music could be released at Christmas. Maybe that'd be a good Christmas present. He said, if this turns out to be true, it indeed would be a, a good Christmas present and a nice boost for Keanu Reeves, 2019 income. Considering he's also got John Wick and is apparently lending a voice to Toy Story 4. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bill and Ted is expected to f- start filming January 10th. Um, oh, and apparently with Toy Story 4, we may be getting a really good sneak peek of of it after the Super Bowl. After the Soup Bowl. Oh, really? Yep. <clears throat> so stick around after the Soup Bowl for a sneak peek at Toy Story 4. Um, now, they're expecting to film start filming January 10th, according to earlier reports with Galaxy Quest director Dean Pariso at the helm. I want a new, I want another Galaxy Quest movie. Actually, I want a Galaxy Quest Netflix series. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, with almost like a Galaxy Quest next generation. Yeah. Or yeah, the next, cool. or the next coming, something like that. Um, and also a new script by series writers Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. Uh, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves are coming back to reprise their roles as Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan. So... <laughs> Um, two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California, were once told they they saved the universe during a time-traveling adventure, but find themselves as middle-aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. I thought they kind of did that at the end of two, with that telecast being what sparked it. Yeah, but I guess the story is going to be something like they kind of didn't follow through with it after that. So okay, so yeah, Bill and Ted. Christmas. I personally can't wait. Yeah, should be interesting. I think this next one is going to be interesting as well. Speaking of next generation. Well, uh, oh, very good. Very good. Oh, yeah. Yes. I see oh. what you did there. Oh, so, we, <laughs> so we know um, it was announced, wow, way back in August. <laughs> yeah. It was announced that they would be doing a new Star Trek Picard series. That's right, a new series featuring Patrick Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard. Um, and, uh, you know, somehow, not only, even though it seemed like... Uh, Patrick Stewart had moved on from the character. Uh, CBS managed to bring him back and actually get him excited about the show, which is interesting. Um, And I remember I just recently saw something or heard. Yeah, I think I saw an interview with Patrick Stewart where he was talking about how he almost he almost didn't take the role as Picard because he thought it was going to be a waste of time. Yeah. Imagine that. Well, I remember him talking about that. Shortly after uh, the whole, after the series started, right? Because with him being such a well, Shakespearean actor, he 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 almost thought it was going to be a career killer. Yeah, instead it was the opposite. Yep. So of course this is going to be you know an older Picard, um, many years past the the uh, the stories of Next Generation, and it looks like Picard will no longer be a Starfleet captain. Uh, now this is interesting because this comes from this comes out of a recent interview with uh, Jonathan Frakes, who is not currently involved with the show, but is still good friends with Patrick Stewart, <clears throat> and he talked talked about uh, having a dinner. He talked about some of the things he discussed with Patrick Stewart. 
uh, when he was having a dinner with him one night. <clears throat> and here is Jonathan Frakes' exact quote. The feeling is we would love to be part of it, talking about the rest of the Next Generation crew. Uh, but the feeling is also that it's Patrick's show. Having said that, I can't imagine a world where there's no reference to what happened to the rest of the Next Generation cast. Patrick isn't playing Captain Jean-Luc Picard this time. He's done with that phase of his career in Starfleet in this show. <clears throat> That's about the only thing I do know about the show. Patrick and I had a steak dinner a couple of weeks ago, and this man, who I've known for 31 years now, is so excited about this show. He's like a little kid. It's fabulous. He's thrilled and excited to be invited into the writer's room, and he's a producer on the show, and he's part of the development of the story arc. It's terrific. I mean, he is a guy who is fully engaged. So uh, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. that not only is he coming back, but he's deeply involved in the show and he's very excited about it. So it makes it very interesting. Um, so could Picard be an admiral in this show? Who knows? Possibly. And I, I got to imagine. I want to say I doubt it. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Or is he back in France making I'm, wine and raising grapes? <laughs> I'm thinking it's more that. Could be, could be. Um, now, my guess, I got to imagine that at some point, some of the next generation cast will be making some, some sort of appearances on the show. I mean, I can't see them not ever bringing anyone back. Right. So that that would be cool. I agree. Then. So there's still no premiere date show, uh, but it's supposedly coming back in late to supposedly coming to CBS All Access in late 2019. So uh, that's kind of cool. I got to say. Yeah. And I also saw a thing uh, here that said Will Wheaton wants to return as Wesley Crusher on the new Picard show. <laughs> Wesley, Wesley, Wesley. Sorry. No, I think that, that, that could be cool. Yeah, definitely. So I would love to see. Well, something else that's cool. How about uh, Stephen King's The Stand officially becomes a new TV series? Mm. Um, it has been greenlit as a 10 episode event series or CBS all access. Well, guess who's not going to be watching it. Uh, I'm excited and so pleased that the stand is going to have a new life on this exciting new platform. King said in a statement, people involved are men and women who know exactly what they're doing. The scripts are dynamite. The result bids to be something memorable and thrilling. I believe it will take the viewers away to a world. They hope they, they hope will never happen. So, uh, we know the stand is a post is a modern post apocalyptic drama. Um, it was it was there before The Walking Dead, The Road, or Mad Max. Um, so it follows a group of survivors after a plague kills off most of the world's population. So the adaptation has been in development for years, um, but it has finally been picked up by CBS to go straight to all access. There's no casting at the moment. Uh, just news that the the series is now in order for 10 episodes interesting i think i think a series is a better fit for for it anyway yeah yeah if it's going to be done series is, is the way to go yeah so i think uh, a movie is too confining for that story yeah yeah i think so although i still haven't seen the i did not hear good things about it <laughs> so um i guess we have one last story to wrap it up with yeah, this is an interesting one. So it looks like there's a new game coming out um, called Marvel Strike Teams. And it's billed as a spectacular superhero dungeon crawler. Um, so <clears throat> the game... 
the game Marvel Strike Teams comes from WizKids, and uh, it is made by designer Andrew Parks, who did Attack Wing and Dungeon Alliance. Interesting. Um, so it says it, it says it's part dungeon crawl and part skirmish game. One group of players take on the roles of, of heroes like Iron Man, Quake, and Captain America, while another fields henchmen and goons in the employ of Hydra. Baron Strucker is the main antagonist, with Winter Soldier and Radioactive Man serving as lieutenants. <clears throat> the sh- um, so the game captures the large shifts in momentum and explosions of force that's native to the comic book genre. Uh, it accomplishes this by utilizing an action point system, similar to the popular Conan board game from Monolith. Uh, each each asymmetric character accrues action points each round. Uh, you spend these attack. You spend these attack or, or defend, as well as fire off. You spend these to attack or defend, as well as fire off unique abilities across a spread of character-specific cards. The cards are the key element in, in achieving accurate representation of iconic powers. Ooh. Iron Man. Iron Man can jet around the table with his boosters or vaporize a goon with his unibeam. Nothing better than vaporizing goons. <laughs> <laughs> He's also incredibly tough and able to, to absorb a great deal of punishment. Now, Captain America can throw his shield and bounce it off multiple targets or wield it for cover and massive defense. Quake can definitely dodge blows and send seismic blasts rippling across the battlefield. Um, of course, all of this comes at a cost. Since it's easy to plow through your action points and spend more than you gain each round, the tempo has a solid ebb and flow to it. You will have enormous bursts and then maybe play it safe and just move a few spaces. The enemy, of course, follows a similar pattern, re- requiring shooed, tactical decisions and an ability to adapt in an ever-changing environment interesting yes uh the game also presents a compelling playground for you to wreak havoc on uh there are barrels and crates that provide cover turrets for you to hop into and fire even ammo containers that cause deadly explosions and harm those nearby um, you can slam foes through walls, and some characters can even hurl object, objects across the room. Uh, boistering this rock-solid core is a wonderful scenario system. Each time you sit down to play, you will randomly generate a scenario from a set of procedures. This includes one of many map variations and three unique stages of objectives. Okay. Very interesting. Yep. Very interesting. Uh, the game doesn't have a lot of text or narrative passage passages. Uh, rather, it's a design of emergent storytelling where players forge a tale that's uniquely their own. So that, okay. that sounds interesting. Sounds very interesting. Um, yes, it does. And uh, there's also already an expansion that's that came out at launch. Uh, that oh, looks like the game has already come out. That's cool. Um, so the expansion has uh, expanded the selection of characters, including Vision, Black Widow, Loki, and Ultron. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So it looks pretty interesting. Yes, it is. I like it. I like it. I might have to check it out. So, well, I just came across this meme. I think it's appropriate to mention now. Bash is owned by Fox. Fox has been bought by Disney. Klinger is now a Disney princess. (laughs) And on that note... Want to know more?
So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Some people say I look like Dan Aykroyd. <laughs>